The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. We're colouring outside your guidelines. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We ain't here to podcast. We've had to give the belts back. <laughs> I am Chinlock John Mack and I'm joined as always by a man who will charge you two grand for a signed photo. A man that has apparently slept with a million women. A man that has the busiest gimmick table at every convention. The head of security, <laughs> Virgil Mark Crowther. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> you are right. I was angry with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, the, the second one's not too bad, is it, I suppose, if that's true? <laughs> yeah, but as we worked it out last time, you'd have had to lose your virginity when you were about six. So. <laughs> some yeah, some not serious quite on, questionable decisions going on there by somebody. Not quite, not, not quite on quota for that. <laughs> I'm good, though, mate. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm looking forward to our annual Dallas Green Bay sojourn every October. Yeah. Once a year. Yeah, funny how that's coming around. On Monday. Yeah. yeah. Only, I think it was the 19th last year, 19th of October, when we watched the Mighty Alexa on fire. We're going to see old uh, Dallas in his introspective, sombre best. Yeah, his, his vulnerable best. His that... chilled out best. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Looking forward but, to it. See that, see, yeah, me too, but I'll tell you something. I seen a picture of him the other day. He looks old as fuck. <laughs> like Brian Danielson gone homeless. <laughs> yeah, he, he does look haggard. Bless him, but I love the guy. Voice was smooth as silk, what more do you want? <laughs> Other than that, I've not really got much on. We've got the Mighty Reds tonight. Say, say Mighty in quotation marks. We've got, uh, we've got, got to try and get some Danish bacon down our necks and uh, see what we can do. Pay tribute to the uh, the greatest the English legend. footballer that ever lived. Yeah. Greatest United player probably that's ever lived. And, One of the uh, greatest England players ever, yeah. All-round top bloke. Sir Robert of Charlton. Yeah. That's absolutely Best good. In peace, mate. I found out on Saturday. Absolutely good. Yeah. I know he's old and that, but... It's one of them guys that you just never expected to not be around. Yeah. It was a total shock. And I think that's... Uh, I think they've only got Jeff Hurst left out of that 66. God, that's still kicking out. Is that out, it now? I think so, yeah. Well, We've I've only got Dennis Law left, haven't we, out of the Holy Trinity? Yeah, and he's, he's not particularly well, is he? No. But he hasn't looked well for fucking donkey's years. Yeah. No, it was just one of them. I know I know he had, I know he was ill, but it was just like just check your phone and then you see it. It's like bloody hell. I know. I know. Mad. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bobby. Yeah, what a what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. But from legendary status to cretinous status, we're gonna have to do cretin. it. Legendary <laughs> cretins. There's a there's a few of the uh Usual suspects as we take that cruise down the Moron Motorway, take a left onto Bell Peace Boulevard, <laughs> all the way around Simpleton Street, and we end up in the Cretinous Cul de Sac. It's Cretin in a fucking month, mate. <laughs> Have you got one for me? Yeah, I've got one, but it's it's main event. It's like WrestleMania 40 main event level of Cretin. I, <laughs> I wonder so... I wonder what kind of, that could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you've got a few little tasty undercard jobbies for us, haven't you? I've got one that sort of ties into the main event. Yeah. 
from a usual long-term suspect. booking. Yeah, long-term storytelling. What can we? What else can we do? <laughs> Tiger driver ninety-one on this. Um, but first, I've got a usual suspect. Yeah, he's back as always, without fail. It's Davy Meltzer. <laughs> God, every single week, pretty much. <laughs> and his moronic message board. <laughs> so. Meltzer is pleading with his fan base to put in Roman Reigns into his Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Because he knows his fan base are essentially anti-WWE kind of characters. But you can't really argue. I mean, I I disagree with anyone going in any fucking Hall of Fame before they've retired anyway, but it's it's wrestling. Does anyone Mm. really retire until they're dead? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Flair, Michaels even came out of retirement. Yeah. Taker, how long is he going to be till he has another match? Because he did that thing with Bron Breaker the other week. Yeah. So he's trying to put over that Roman Reigns is a shoe in. Like, there's no way that he can't be in that. And and some guy called El Plethora put Meltzer pleading with his mutant fan base to vote Roman into his Hall of Fame. Beautiful. I hope Roman doesn't get in, to be honest. And Meltzer has to give us a disappointed dad speech. <laughs> but if he doesn't get into this Hall of Fame, that Hall of Fame, and Meltzer knows that will lose any shred of credibility that he's got hmm. because he's the biggest fucking star in wrestling, currently active, proper like properly active. Do you By know what some I mean? distance, yeah, yeah. And then you get all these guys underneath, like oh, Ishii's a he's a main event guy on AEW shows. He's been putting main events and all. He should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. And then Moxley in the book should be lock-ins as well. Mox is a two-time wrestler of the year. And there's a legitimate case for the books being the best tag team of all time. They should no. both end up in the Hall of Fame without any debate. And it's like, this guy comes in and he's like, um, I don't agree with uh, Roman. Roman shouldn't be in it. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know why? Because... He's not he, this guy, fucking striker, junior member. He's not even close to a Hall of Fame level worker. One here is every single match of his career uh, sorted by cage match ratings. So he's put a link to that. Oh, Anything God. over eight is the equivalent of a four star match or better. And then he's put underneath in Roman Reigns' entire career, the entirety of which has been pushed as a main eventer. He has 14 singles matches rated eight or better. His entire career, Will Ospreay could put half of that number in a decent G1 climax. He's got fuck all to do with matches rated by Meltzer or anybody else, man. Put them up against each other who's drawn the most money. Well, then exactly. you can really see. You can really see. The fact is, though, the observant Hall of Fame is fuck all, really. I don't shit. think Roman Reigns even gives a shit. <laughs> He's not going to go, oh, fucking hell, I didn't get in this year. Fuck. No, I mean, <laughs> The only one that's really anyone gives a fuck about is the WWE one. I'm not saying it's the best one. I'm not saying it's the right. Sham, isn't it? Yeah, it's a joke. It's got Donald Trump in it. But like anyone who works at WWE wants to be the WWE Hall of Fame. Simple as. Yeah. Not Meltzer's fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, Roman Reigns is not losing a single second of sleep about a Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. (laughs) It's how they break it down, and it's like, well, it's, it's not a Hall of Fame worker. What does that mean? I think, I mean, I don't even know what that means really, but I think he's actually quite underrated in terms of his in-ring stuff. 
He is underrated as he's in, as he's in ring, but he's a good promo. He's a money draw. He looks like a fucking star. He is a star, let's be honest. Yeah. And if Meltzer or Cage match hasn't rated his fucking matches and, over a four star match, who gives a shit? And and he's sort of the star of a like a little bit of a boom period for him as well. Like obviously because it's been so shit for so long. Him and like Heyman and the Bloodline, they've built it yeah. up, haven't they? Like SmackDown's like the A show. I think it's gonna be on a bit long, but yeah, yeah, but even so, like they've broken a lot of like gate records and box office and stuff like that. So you know, you can't argue his his sort of his impact on the business over the last three or four or five years or whatever. Not at all. He is the biggest star in the business today. Yeah, without question. So yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's, it gives a fuck about your match ratings. I certainly fucking don't. <laughs> no. If anything, if Meltzer fucking... Now, I'm, like, completely opposite. It's like, if he gives something five stars that I've not watched Instantly before... Think, he's, nah, I'm not, not going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> well, it's like the, the uh, that two out of three falls FTR Bullet Club Gold one. Now, I watched that before Meltzer had even digging yeah. it, and I'm thinking, that's just fucking top tier. But if he... Maybe not with that, because it's FTR, and, you know, they always, you know, do some of it. But... If he if he goes, oh, it's a five star match. I'd be like, yeah, probably not, probably not gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's always these fucking gimps in it that he loves, isn't it? Like, yeah, you, you know, you know who's gonna get the proportion of his five stars. It's, it's the Ospreys and the Omegas and the Young Bucks of the world. And I'm not, right. I'm not against the Osprey stuff because I do like Osprey, but yeah. It's it's how it's like put over as the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you can't do that because it's completely subjective. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the amount of times we've spoken about his bullshit star rating. <laughs> I know, I know. But even the FCR Bullet Club Golding was actually universally met with acclaim, not just from one section of fan base. You know what I mean? Probably, probably the best match I've seen all year. I think he's one of the. I think he's the best tag one of the best tag matches I've, I've ever seen ever. Twenty odd years, yeah. <laughs> and they've had they've had five of them in the last like two years, five six of them. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's just fucking superb. However, I think you have a main eventer on our hands, <laughs> so the undercards really are irre- irrelevant because this this is <laughs> nuclear, my son. This is this has got to be. EC Brian Alvarez. Take yeah. off, and and he's gone. I'm not no. relinquishing my title, not for fucking anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you're interested and you and you you're not on Twitter and you missed out on a a world class meltdown by uh, the CEO, the GM, the owner, or whatever he is of, of AW, the reigning Mr. cretin of the year, <laughs> the reigning cretin of the year, Mister Tony Khan. He was. Well, it was it must have been a couple of weeks ago now, was it? It was when he was being counter-programmed by uh, by uh, NXT, as the is the is the phrase that was coined quite a lot. It was NXT's night, though. That's the best thing about it. Yeah, they moved they over to there. Now. <laughs> yeah, so you know, obviously, look, at WWE, I've got a plethora of superstars and legends that are associated with them. If they want to stick them on an NXT show, to Win a small ratings battle or whatever, you know, just just for the ego boost more than anything. I think then fucking fair play to. Him. I mean, they had like Taker on it. They had Cena, Heyman was on it. I think one or two others. I can't remember. Yeah, Cody pops on it for a bit. La Knight and um, and it was just like a back and forth. And it was like 
NXT is going to do 30 minutes commercial free. Oh no, AEW is going to do 30 minutes commercial free. We're going to run till the end as long as it goes. No commercials at the end and all this. And it's like he's bringing back all these guys. He's putting all these like pay-per-view level matches on, on the card. Title Tuesday, I think he called it, and all this bollocks. And it was just like seeing him on Twitter. It's like he he speaks like he's the fans of that company. Like, oh yeah, it matters to him. Like yeah. message board opinion matters to him. Fucking like, Meltzer's opinion matters to him. Like someone, someone was like clearly on the wind up with him. He was like, "Well, you can kiss goodbye to that Booker of the Year award or something." And he's like, "Yeah, he's what was going, that?" Someone, someone put a picture. Someone put of a picture Shawn of Michael. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he and he's come back going well after tonight. I think he can kiss goodbye to that. Like, Sean Michaels, right? I'm not a fan of him. I know you're not a massive fan of him, but like, do you think he gives a shiny shit about a Dave Meltzer Observer Award? He just doesn't, does no. he? No. <laughs> the guy's done everything. He is in the business. His main event. He's been a champion. He's and he's probably enjoying doing the booking now because well, he's he's got a leg in, wasn't he, with Helmsley? But you know. He actually seems to be doing some good stuff with NXT again. And it was yeah, just it's hilarious. It's just hilarious seeing Tony Khan just have these absolute... I just, I just can't understand what he does. Why would you go on Twitter doing this, making yourself look like a complete fool? He's got something... He must have something going on in his head and he's just sort of melted. But it's like he's the first guy that's had a promotion that's ever... Like a proper mainstream promotion. Well... On on national TV, that was a dirt sheet reader and like hmm. was on the message boards and stuff. So like, if Melzer praises basically. his yeah, if praises his stuff, that's justification for him. That means he's doing a good job. If anybody yeah. else says it, no, it's bad. And he's going about WWE bots and all this kind of stuff, writing reviews for it. But it's like Michaels don't give a. He's realised finally that WWE don't give a shit about that. They're bothered yeah. about ratings, viewership, uh, merch, gates, making booking, money, gates, TV rights, everything. It's a money. It's a money thing, and he's not doing it for the money because he doesn't need the fucking money. He's doing it as a pure, what did he call it? A love letter to wrestling or something. And yeah. and it's like you got to yeah. go head to head with these boys. They're too big, they're too strong. They've been doing it too long, and it's a case of people saying, "Oh yeah, but." Why would you put those guys on NXT? It's like it's all the same fucking company. Why does Tony Khan put the same people on Rampage, Dynamite, and Collision? They're all mm. three of his shows. He can put whoever he wants on it. Ditto exactly. with WWE. So I just think, like, and when you look at that that company, it's it's failing. Like I know this. I know they've got the TV deals, but the 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 audiences are shit. They they barely selling out arenas. I bet you know. I bet that Wembley show next year. I bet you won't see any anyway as much as that. As it was this year, oh, law of diminishing returns, isn't it? And like it's like you see like Edge coming in, and I mean, you know, I know Edge is a big star. And he has been. I've never been a massive, massive fan of his. He's not, like moved, he's, he's not moved the needle at all. I mean, I just, I just like you see them trying to sell out these. You almost feel like they should go back to basic, go to a smaller arena, make it a proper atmosphere, and then you can build it again. But it's like it's like he's got ideas bigger than his station. He thinks he's like they're already so big. Yeah. Well, he like, started big, didn't he? And he went and he and it's gotten smaller. Ideally, it's going to end up being what Ring of Honor was, but mm-hmm. he's already got Ring of Honor, so Ring of Honor is just going to end up being smaller than that was. And it's just yeah. Dave Shearer from uh, Pro Wrestling Insider came out with a, a comment to that 
thing that he'd said about the uh, Booker of the Year award. Yeah. And he's thought, this is exactly why AEW will never be anything more than a distant number two to WWE. He gets mm-hmm. thumped by WWE, and all he's worrying about is winning a hack award voted on by almost no one. AEW would continue to be a rich kid's vanity project. If you expect more, you're just dumb. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it's, why, but why are you bothered about that? Bother about your quality of shows and pay-per-views and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people, that, there's still a few people I like in that company, but it's like, the quality, for me, is dipped. Like, obviously, Punk's Must gone. I'm not enjoying MGF's babyface run that much, to be brutally honest. FTR are like fucking on the witness protection program. <laughs> I like Jay White, but again, he's sort of embroiled in this sort of weird little bit of anti-Semitism stuff with... Well, it's an odd one, that. Yeah, like, I'm not sure that's a wise thing to do, considering what's going on in the world at the moment. And and and, and people, like, even like Daniel said, I've, I've sort of gone off him a little bit, you know. Yeah, he's, he's lost in the shuffle now, isn't he? He's just a guy. Yeah, so it's like it's like they had something and they just blew it. They just blew it for nothing. Like, like they they went. It felt like they felt like there was a good six seven months where obviously Punk first came in. He had that really good rival with MJF, and like they felt like they had something like a, a momentum. And it's just never. And then Cody's gone. It's just yeah, losing Cody was a big loss to them. Yeah, because it because they probably they might have thought of it. All oh, right, he'll go back there. He probably won't do anything. But he's gone on. And he's like his stardom's just gone. Like. Yeah. Like, it's tripled, quadrupled. So I think they've made a lot of mistakes. I think Tony has got a lot to blame for if if and if that company goes tits up. Which it, I mean, they're never going to run out of money. Tits up, is it? Never going to run out of money, but you know, they're never going to never going to get close to WWE. They're just too big, too much yeah. of a household name, really. They might lose TV and stuff, but you know, there'll always be somebody who's willing to who he's willing to pay to get on TV. You know, it's. It's like a bottomless pit he's got. And then he comes out with that tweet where he's saying, um, until this week, John Cena and The Undertaker had never been on the show with under 1 million viewers. And then so I've seen some people saying, well, before tonight, before this week, Edge had never been on, on the show with under 700,000 viewers. <laughs> and then and then someone put on um, off the, on the SmackDown show, they said, uh, Jay Cargill this week has never, until this week, that Jay Cargill's never been on a show with over 2 million viewers and all this shit. So he just, <laughs> he buries himself in this stuff that he comes yeah. out with. It's fucking mad. And yeah, uh, apparently be... the AEW locker room are telling, uh, are telling him to uh, stay off social media for a bit. And they should, I think he should. He's just embarrassing himself. He's, he's too proud and he's too involved. Like, like, he might have the odd good idea. <laughs> Just like me and you will have a good idea. It doesn't mean we can book a wrestling company, does it? No. You know, it just don't, it doesn't work like that. I mean, the amount of minds, the amount of minds he's had backstage that he could have picked out from, you know, at, yeah. and he's just not. He's just, I just think, I used to feel a little bit sorry for him. I think he's just a maker of his own problems now. Oh, yeah, he's the architect of his own downfall massively. Yeah, of course he is. And then the spins come out, obviously. Yeah. Matt Hardy, he's, uh, he's claimed Tony Khan's recent posts on Twitter show his passion for AEW, not that he's fucking losing his mind, because he's realised yeah. that writing two names down on a piece of paper that some people might want to see, or he wants to see, it's not booking. Yeah, dream, oh fucking hell, it's a dream match every bastard week, and it's like, <laughs> like you said that Andrade Danielson thing, it's like, did they not did just have a go in WWE a couple of years ago, or? 
It's not a dream match, is it? If it's been like in the last four years or whatever. (laughs) They had dream matches in Japan in the 80s because they could get the Japanese, like Baba and Anoki, could get guys from different territories at the same time in Japan. So you would never see like Terry Funk versus Ricky Steamboat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They were were dream matches for American fans. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. But he just, I think he thinks just writing shit on a page for matches he'd like to see is booking. It's good booking, it's not, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, that's matchmaker, isn't no it? no fucking angles, is there? Really? Nah, not really. The only time there was any, like, compelling TV, like I say, was was the Punk MJF stuff. Oh, and, and the MJF, MJF Wardlow stuff was good as well. How the fuck they ruined him? I'll never know. Never, uh, ever, ever know. Bad booking. Simple as that. Massively bad booking. Massively bad booking. However, <laughs> I mean, we don't even need to decide, do we? He's, no. he's easily the credit of the fucking month by a long stretch. Credit of but the fucking last six months for that outburst. He, <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to be a shoe in. Let's be honest for the uh, <laughs> for the only uh, end of year award that really matters. The yeah. credit of the year, <laughs> as voted for by our fans and me and Mark, obviously. <laughs> But I'm just going to briefly take it to a brighter note. Ooh. It's another way watch. So, old Ricky, Ricky Flair, (laughs) brief one this week. He sat there at a table with his uh, Ric Flair energy, obviously. Alcohol, obviously. And what I thought was sort of 80s, early 90s Hasbro figures, you know, with the, the cardboard, yeah. it was they were set like that, and I looked a bit closer, and I saw the I saw the caption of "Living the good life, always naching," right? <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what that's a, that's a verb for something or other. I don't know always what naching, naching is. It could be could be windmilling and raping. And <laughs> that, it means many but things. What these uh, cardboard Hasbro esque things are are. Uh, his new line of merchandise. What's the attitude? So Rick, Rick Flair drip vape cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, really? He's getting I don't into the know vape if you business. go we want a bitch though. <laughs> that's not been that's not been clarified. But the, I mean, the packaging's mint. I'm like, fucking hell, that looks cool. It's like an old wrestling figure. Yeah. But fucking vape cartridges. It's the no end to this guy's fucking... He's got his finger in so many pies, hasn't he? Literally and figuratively. (laughs) And then, at the end of the table, I didn't notice this, but we've got... He's got edibles. Right. They're called... They're called... (laughs) Woo-choos. I couldn't believe it. Well, I could believe it, because it's Ric Flair. He's fucking... There's no... There's no like There's no stopping him. bar so low that he won't sink beneath it. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's well, literally nothing he won't promote or put his name no, to, is there? Of course not, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And he's not, he, he's the kind of guy that'll be like, all oh, right, I'm really sort of anti abortion. But if someone went, do you want to promote this abortion clinic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How it. much? How much? <laughs> Honestly, he's, he's he's like his principles just go out of the fucking window. He's, got, he's got to pay for the fucking drink and fucking multiple divorces somehow, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all that fucking moody gold he's got around his neck. 
<laughs> but anyway, so that just that just cheered me up a little bit, just thinking, fucking hell, he's back again. Love it. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, like he's not doing any shit. At least I'm not doing David CD at the minute, which is, you know... No, he, that's he why we sort of knocked it on the head for, for a bit, didn't we? But when he's just shilling, I'm quite happy to see what mental fucking <laughs> products him and old Chad Bronstein have come up with this week. <laughs> you know I mean? Chad Bronstein. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it's nice to get the old drop-in from Rick every so often, isn't it? It certainly is. But he was, he was back tonight, not yeah. in a wrestling capacity, because he's still fucked. But we're going to take you to the... Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa, home of mask-wearing metal buffoons, Slipknot. <laughs> it's Nitro, 27th of January, 
sold out, I believe, Mr. sucker. Mr. Mernick, give me a ticket. You mean to tell me that a WCW promoter gave you a ticket? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, sir. And how much did you pay for that ticket? It was a gift. A gift? Yeah, I'm going to give you something. Yes, no, 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 no. We'll take care of this. A gift? Yes, sir. Are you familiar at all with company policy relating to receiving gifts from other WCW employees? No, sir. Ignorance is no excuse, Randy Anderson. The fact is, you cannot accept payola. You cannot accept freebies of any kind. Do you, do you realize that you violated company policy? No, sir. I just thought I was doing my job. No, you didn't do your job. No, the Steiners were the ones doing the job. They were beat. I'll tell you what. I know that you've had a tough year. About with cancer. I know. I, I don't want to hear about your personal problems. I know that you've had a tough year. But under the circumstances, I have there is I have no other choice. You are hereby terminated. <laughs> You're fired. We're watching children. We're watching I don't want to hear about your family problems. I'm telling you, you were fired. Good luck. Uh, I, hey, I wish you the best. No hard feelings, man. No hard feelings. <laughs> I wish you the very best. Get out of here, you loser. Hey, walk around like this. Get out of here, you jabron. So it starts off a bit different, Mark. We get Bischoff from National Hall. For NWO Nitro, yeah. business to attend to, the Steiners. Mm. So they sh- so they show the footage of the visual pin that the uh, outsiders gave the Steiners and Patrick yeah. getting knocked out, and the Steiners getting the pin from Randy Anderson that sold out, and he brings out old Randy, and Scott all slaps him about a bit, which I thought was a bit cunty. <laughs> it was a little bit harsh, wasn't it? No need for that. <laughs> and then they ask him why he was there. He says the promoter gave him a ticket. Surely fucking Bischoff's the promoter. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, that's a really nice thing. <laughs> Mad. Still continuity here. So apparently it was a gift. And company policy states that you can't accept gifts. So he's fired. And then he tells him that he's had cancer this year. And uh, they laugh as he goes on about his kids. I mean, for me, that was cunty, even in kayfabe. Yeah, it was, it was a bit much that. <laughs> I get it, I get it. It's literally getting yourself over as an absolute wanker, but ooh, I thought it was a bit harsh. It was a bit harsh. I guess he'll come back, you know what I mean? He's going to come back, at, I would imagine, at some point. But I don't yeah, so, because I'm, I'm going to miss him, obviously, because he's yeah. such an integral part of our viewing pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit harsh, but I suppose it served its purpose, didn't it, giving him his marching orders and all that. Bring the Steiner brothers out here now. All right. Now you're talking. We Where gotta, are they? Where are the they? people want to see Bring them out the here people's right choice, the working man's team. You want to see the real tag champs, Big Kev, Big Scott, ready to do it. I wanna... Watch this, be. This could be. Come on out, gentlemen. Come here, you two goose. Come on out. Come here. Come here. Gentlemen, in case you just didn't see what happened, Randy Anderson was fired. He was terminated (laughs) because he got involved in a match that he was not licensed to get involved in, 
and he receives gratis. That's a gift from someone that's, he that's shouldn't receive. That's way too going to slow down for these guys to understand it. Bottom line is, guys, leave the belt with the champ. Right here. You are stripped the of the real belt. champ. Give him up. No. No. No, no way. No. No. Hey, no way. Dark face. Dark face. Give me it now. Give me the belt. I am the highest ranking official in WCW. I am telling you right now. And we are the best tag team. And we want the belt now. My decision is final. Leave the belt here or you'll be in breach of contract. That's simple. I want the belt and I want them now. We're running short of time and you've got a match. Give me the belt now. Dark face, I want yours. Oh, oh look at that. Look at that. Pick it up. Pick it up. I tell you what, don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. And don't bother picking up your paycheck for the next six months. Because you, my friends, are going to be fine for that action. Now go up to the ring and wrestle. Or you'll be in breach of contract. Look what he did to it. Look. But they're not done. No. And out come the Steiners with the belts in fucking studded leather. Look like they've just been to see Judas Priest. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> I was, that was weird. Uh, weird the outfit that from Scotty in particular. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Because you usually expect Rick with his dog collar on and all that shit. Yeah. The security that was standing in the way of the NWO. They look like like blokes from an Apple Genius bar. Like they're all in blue. Do you know what I mean? The skinny guys in blue polo shirts. Oh, yeah. they, look, they all look like they work at Wix or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there was like no intimidation factor. There. Not at all. Especially the two big Steiner. blokes at the Steiners. <laughs> Scotty Steiner could have ripped every single one of them apart like a chicken wing in about four seconds flat. <laughs> so he tells them to give the belts back. So they yep. chuck them on the floor. NWO sort of say, pick them up or they're fined. They don't pick them up. Yeah, this could have been a lot fucking better for me. It could have been done a lot better. It was flat a little bit. Yeah, it, was, no, it felt no like it needed to, to be it. a bit bigger, a bit, bit more. Yeah, it felt like it probably... I know it was never going to be because of who else was on the fucking show, but that could have been main event, that. That sort of been main event with a bit more, you know, a bit more fire to it. And you've got, you know what Scott and Rick are like? It should have had him like just going sick and try to dive over the security. Yeah, into him, yeah. Him, you know I mean? yeah, it could have, could have had something to it. Just felt like they give what? gave in dead easy. I know that he was offering, he was yeah. going to say he was going to fire her and all that, but you feel like them as like the character they portrayed that they wouldn't give a fuck. Wow, oh, we'll fire us then. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the double hard fucking Michigan bastards, aren't they? So exactly. <laughs> you, expect, you expect a bit more oomph to him. But anyway, they mooched out of the ring. And we get a nice little surprise, lovely little treat. Mm. Steiners versus the face to fear. Yeah, a couple of big. This well, bad couple boy. of big. Do you know what I thought it was? I, initially, I was like, "Whoa, here we go!" But then there was a couple of bits in it where I thought, "Oh, it's a little bit messy." This actually, I don't know if that was just like Steiners was being fucking pissed off about what just happened like ten minutes earlier because. Possibly. They, they, you imagine that they wouldn't have been the best pleased to just sort of shook the belts down and look like absolute tits. But I thought there was, I thought, like, I do enjoy watching these lot 
in a ring. I mean, we've seen it the odd few times, and it's like there's always more good than there is bad. Like some of the yeah, power moves, definitely. like you know, like that catch power bomb that the faces do. I always enjoy that. That's just Elf. filthy. There's a couple of little botchy bits towards the end, like like stuff from the top rope, which I thought is quite like it's quite dangerous when you've got like four big blokes like that think, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. You think if it's a little lad, you could probably get away with it, but it did look a bit nasty. Were you um, talking about when Barb tried to give Rick Steiner a belly to belly off the top rope and like Rick Steiner just landed on him? <laughs> yeah, I just thought, oh, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> I think there might have been a few odd few words backstage after that. Yeah, there was some good stuff in there. Like I quite liked Harlem Heat watching on in the crowd. Like what was you know I didn't really understand yeah, what it was about, but Scott Hall completely exposed their gimmick. He went, um, Oh, it's a long way from Houston. They're called Harlem Heat. They're supposed to be from <laughs> Harlem, Scott. Fucking expose the gimmick, you dick. <laughs> probably people to probably didn't click on, to be fair. Not a mark like me, though, hardly so. <laughs> One thing I definitely fucking loved about it, well, I love that belly to belly by Scotty to, to win it. I thought that was. It's terrible. a mink as well. Yeah. Mink. Like, he is just unbelievable power and strength. He's just, I know, I know, I know it, it doesn't need saying he's lit, he, he literally looks like a fucking Greek statue. He's fucking built to shit. And he's like, Moon animal. yeah, and he's just like, he, he's obviously strong, but it, the way he just sort of pops his hips and gets a big fucker like that up for a belly to belly was just. I thought it was, I thought, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a little bit messy at times, but I, I still enjoyed it. That's what I thought, but a bit messy, but I don't care. I just love seeing these four beasts go hide. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I'd watch this 10 times out of 10 over some of the other fucking shit that was on the card. We'll get to in a bit anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so we get back to the comms booth and Larry and Sony there, thankfully. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. No, I know, but they're a, they're <laughs> a sort of piece of my weekly or fortnightly viewing pleasure that yeah. like a a familiar old pair of slippers or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> nice and cosy. <laughs> so they put over the uh, Steiner's title stripping and Anderson's firing. Yeah. The show stills have sold out because uh, it's an NWO pay-per-view and obviously they're not allowed to show the proper thing. Yeah. I thought that was so Eddie winning. Actually, yeah, of course it is. It made, that actually made sense though. Yeah. Because beforehand, when Bischoff had showed the video of Justice. Them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they show Eddie winning, Paige Diamond cutting Norton, and they say a lot of good things happened for WCW. I'm thinking, well, two good, two good things happened for WCW. It's not a lot. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> and then we get something. Oh, just God help us. We get the Giant versus Roadblock. He must have had it in his contract. <laughs> this is the start of a multitude of job guys on the show on it. It was just I've never seen anything like like quite like some of the the collection of of just enhancement talent, whatever you want to call them in my life. He's gotta be one of the worst gimmicks I have ever seen. His hair looks like a wig and his beard looks like it's glued on. It's just <laughs> fucking looks shit. Not to mention it's he like comes a... out with a he comes out with a legit roadblock around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the giant has no music still. It's not yeah. obvious, it's not intimidating. Why he not music? I don't know. Roadblock jumps it, then gets absolutely fucking battered. Power <laughs> slam, clotheslines, 
excellent fucking dropkick by the Giant, I'll give him that. Yeah. Knocks Roblox out and threw a fucking broadcast table that just happened to be there. <laughs> no one even broadcasts from the ringside <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and that, Shimoni's like, that's our uh, spare broadcast table. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Choke slam for free. Quick, inoffensive, nice drop kick, and the mm. crowd were popping. To be fair, it was a, just a standard squash match, wasn't it? Got the giant over. Yeah. Grabs However, the stick, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he grabs the stick. He says he's alive and he knows Hogan's here and he wants Hogan again. And then I'm going, Oh, you're joking. No. Not the <laughs> not the quadrilogy. Because <laughs> what doesn't piss him off? No, what doesn't kill him only pisses him off more. I'm just like, please not again. And I could see your face going, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I just see you in my head just going, oh, fuck off, mate, don't. <laughs> it's going to happen again. It'll fucking happen again the week after. <laughs> it's, just... <laughs> it's absolutely it's outrageous. <laughs> don't you think um, he had more fire in this one squash match than he did in the entire pay-per-view match, though? Yeah. 100%. Just mental. 100%. <laughs> so it carries on, and I'm thinking, oh, let's hope we get something half decent. And we get Jeff Jarrett versus Eduardo Guerrero for the US <laughs> title. And I'm assuming this has been put on because they were partners of a week, and, it, and Eddie did want to try and run after yeah, six, didn't he? I would have imagined so it wasn't really mentioned, though, was it? No, but that's all I can think of. Yeah. Uh, this strutting dipshit. Every fucking week, every fucking week I see him, and I'm just like... Is gear on this week? I didn't even notice, because I just don't <laughs> want to watch the cunt. Slightly different gear. Not <laughs> a big tea stain on it like his last one. <laughs> Not quite. Eddie gets a pop, and he gets pyro as well, so, you know, mm. they're clearly, they're clearly giving him a push. Him. Yeah, of course they are. Um, there's an arm drag by Jarrett. Rated? Unrated. That bad. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was, it was a flat seven on the steamboat. It I'm wasn't sorry. too bad. And then he just struts and ruins it, the dickhead, honestly. He didn't strut on the pay-per-view when his match was all right on the pay-per-view as well, wasn't it? I know, and it was with fucking Chinlock as well. I couldn't believe it. And He, had he put him in the ring with Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero. <laughs> Start strutting like a bell piece. I mean, there was some nice technical stuff. It, was, it had a good pace to it. Yeah. I never... I never said Jarrett couldn't wrestle. He can clearly wrestle. No, you've never said right? that. No. I just think he's lame as fuck. And his gimmick isn't like heelish, like heel heat. It's go away heat. Mm. Just what a burk. What did, you, what did you reckon? It was all right. It was one of the better ones of the night, I would say. I mean, like you said, Jarrett is not everyone's cup of tea. By, by, you know, he, I mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't really do it for me either. But, you know, he's all right in the ring. He's professional, I suppose. Um, he does, he does well, in the ring. You know, he's a bit of a politician outside of it, isn't he? But he sort of, he, he does things relatively well. Eddie's fucking mint, which we know. That doesn't need saying anymore. But you just feel like it's just a match for the sake of having a match. There's no, like, you maybe could have built it. Maybe maybe this is the next feud for him, but then again, you're probably just thinking he's going to be against an NWO guy for the US belt now, isn't he? So, yeah, I mean, like, there's this continuing Deborah and Jarrett thing where I just, I just don't, 
get what that was all about, where that spot, like, it's like she's fancies him or something, but we've, it just seems to have just sprouted from nowhere last, like, month or so. The thing, the thing with this is, I quite like the match. Yeah. I felt, I felt like Jarrett wasn't as egregious as he usually is with his bullshit. Yeah. But even when I see him struck, I just thought, oh, you a dickhead. Why'd you do it? And, like, there's a nice monkey flip by Jarrett, but, like, Eddie lands on his feet and then hits the pop-up drop kick. I thought it was fucking lovely. Yeah. It was, he kept a pretty good pace, pretty solid pace. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. It, it's only, like, five minutes, but there's a bit of a dirty head scissors by Jarrett, uh, by, sorry, by Eddie. Jarrett did not take it well at all. And then there's a lovely bread brain buster by Eddie, and it was that was like, dirty. That was dirty. That's that. finished, mate. And fucking Jarrett yeah. barely sold it. Yeah. I mean, so get to that Mongo point where it wasn't really a finish anymore, was it? The brain buster. Yeah. So Mongo and Roboto are on the way down. He lamps Jarrett with a briefcase with a DQ, but clearly Roboto wanted to help him beat like Eddie, so he wanted to lamp Eddie. Yeah. I thought it was all right. The Mongo-Jarrett right. angle is clearly an angle that they're going with. It's going to be Mongo versus Jarrett, surely, which could You'd be think. an absolute four-finger stinker. Um, <laughs> but it show, And it also shows, like, the dissension between Mongo and Deborah. Yeah, there's, which, there's, there's which something not right there, play. is there? Maybe, does she... Does she... Give you any idea what... Does she get involved with Jarrett? I know she manages him in the WWF. Does she? With Owen, but mm. I can't, I couldn't tell you from this. So may, maybe, maybe that's why when he went back to the WWF, she went with him. Yeah, maybe. Did you see, uh, did he catch a load of uh, Larry's uh, casual sexism this week? So they belong in the kitchen or something. <laughs> he said that's why she should stay in the kitchen. <laughs> For fuck's sake. He's a doyle man, honestly, absolute dick. And then. <laughs> Tony Schiavone has a shocking surprise. Yeah, big surprise. There's footage of Piper beating Hogan at Stargate. At Starcade. <laughs> Didn't say that properly. A month later, he's got the sleeper locked in. The arm's down once, the arm's down twice, and the tape goes blank. So Bischoff's gone into the video truck, grabbed the tape, comes out and kicks off with M2 and pulls the tape apart. Hardly yeah. intimidating, but, you know... <laughs> everyone knows everyone knows that Hogan got beat. It's just fucking funny now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this trying to make him sound like a you know this a hard man omnipotent fucking hard man, yeah. Yeah. And W O sold out T shirt ad. Pretty short. Yeah. Very tune. Very cute. <laughs> Next up we get an interesting match. Um Ultimo Dragon with Sonny Ono versus Billy Pearl. Jobber number two. <laughs> he, he looked the worst of the lot, I think. Billy Pearl looks like fucking Ian Beale. <laughs> He's got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, he did. Oh, no. Yeah, he back. Ian Beale when he went homeless. Remember? <laughs> yeah. So the sum total of information I found out on Billy Pearl was that he was trained by Killer Kowalski, the guy who trained Helmsley. That's literally it. Went in very different directions then, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I thought seeing Ultimo Dragon with no belts was a bit weird. I didn't know he lost the belts. 
he did. He lost him to Liger. Uh, uh, no, no, I meant. Um, sorry, I knew he, I knew that, but I didn't know he lost the cruiserweight belt. Yeah, we Dean. must have missed that. Did we not? Did we see that? No, we've seen that. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't on like a Saturday show or something? Because I don't remember. It that. might have been on a clash. Actually, I can't remember. But we, we I don't remember did lose that it. happening. <laughs> I just completely. It's even. I've just completely just it's bypassed my brain whatsoever when I watched it, or it's happened on like a Saturday show or something. Oh, have we just watched too much 1991 and 1986 and your head's just gone, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. But yeah, I completely thought it was all right. I thought Did for you? a little squash watch, it was inoffensive again. It was like, started well, technical test of strength and some chain wrestling. Uh, Billy Pearl has a nice drop kick. Some nasty kick combo by Dragon. Pearl goes up top, but Dragon <laughs> drop kicks in midair. Sack of shit. Asai Moonsault, Tiger Suplex for three. I really, like the, I really like the suplex to finish it. I don't know why. I just thought, I, like, aesthetically, it looked really nice. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the underhook, I thought it was cool. But yeah, like, it's, it's, I suppose it does its job, doesn't it? Another another guy you wanted to put a bit of faith in beats a fucking shit house. <laughs> That's it. A lot of them tonight, well, though, weren't there, to be honest. <laughs> Just a few, but you know it's a, it's a standard wrestling show. You used to get TVs with squash right. matches, didn't it? Yeah. Next up, old Gino's on the ramp again and brings yeah. out the fucking horseman for their weekly argument. I thank you very much, Tony Schiavone, Larry Zabisco, ladies and gentlemen, here in the heartland of America. Please join me in welcoming the four horsemen. I wonder if all four will come out. You know, uh, we supposed to have had that interview a couple of weeks ago, and Benoit never did show up. Well, the McMichaels may be the marriage counselor by now. Benoit didn't show up Saturday night for a six-man tag. He and Woman did not go to Green Bay. They were a no-show there. All right, Gene. Chris Benoit, Woman, Steve and Deborah McMichael, Arn Anderson, and the nature boy, Ric Flair. Just a couple of weeks back, this reporter conducting an interview, and honestly, I thought the four horsemen were going to crumble. I thought they were going to split, and that was going to be the end of the dynasty. However, in just a couple of short weeks, things have turned around, and I know for a fact, Ric Flair, nobody could be happier than the Nature Boy. Mean! Woo! Gee! Yes, sir. We're in Iowa! Are we... Where's Dan Gable when we need him? He won't show up. I got you at fourth, so that's right. No Dan Gable, no Steiners when the horsemen are getting along. Now, last week, they walked out without me. Chris Benoit, I can't blame you for your decision in love with woman, oh woman. Won't you marry me now? And woman... You finally made the right choice in manhood, baby. Woo! With Chris Benoit. All right. Deborah Gale, you'll have to do as Mongo says because we've got to coexist. Ladies and gentlemen, you keep your mouth shut, fat boy. We are the horsemen. Woo! We are reunited and we'll feel oh so good. Arn Anderson, you're the backbone. You're one of the founding fathers of this great group. The fact of the matter is, Jeff Jarrett, I know in Tennessee they don't speak English very well, and you probably don't understand English well. 
but Mongo sent you a message in a universal language tonight. You know where you stand, and it's not a horseman. Now, Benoit, last week you did a beautiful thing. We said go out and tear Sullivan up. Pal, you did it. That was a page out of the horsemen of the 80s. So now, just when they thought the horsemen were reeling and rocking, we're back on a roll. All right, Bongo, uh, couldn't help but notice your presence. You weren't in the Super Bowl last night, but you were a big hit here tonight. Let me tell you what, pal. Did you see that nail I drove into Jeff Jarrett's coffin with this thing? Shut up, you zipperheads. I'm trying to talk. The horsemen are united. I'm sorry, Deborah. That's just the way it's got to be. <laughs> Very quickly, Deborah. I just want to say, you know, Chris, I've been pulling for you to be a four horseman 100%. Thank you, uh, Chris Benoit. Sullivan, don't say you weren't told. It's my way or the hard way. Not only did you find out what that was about, but you were beaten at your own game. Sullivan, when are you going to get it? Let go. It's time to let go. I'm beating you mentally. I'm beating you physically. And I'm beating you spiritually. You're not going to win, Sullivan. I've taken everything I've wanted to take when I've wanted to take it. Sullivan, I'm far beyond beating someone with a chair. But there was a point that had to be proven. And it was tonight. I'm going to prove another point. I don't need anyone backing me. I'm going to the ring alone. I don't want anyone backing me. All right, uh, woman, any words from you? I'm just a very happy woman, Gene. You look contented. You'd understand that if you spent any time in Iowa. Yes, and Deborah? I think we're ready to leave now. Okay, uh, there's the door. Thank you very much. Apparently, there's a meeting of the minds here with the four horsemen. And especially this is beginning to get go-away heat with me now. Yeah, I'm bored of it. Massively. Like, the Roboto and... Benoit woman stuff is so fucking bad, and it's like because embarrassingly bad. Like woman's pretty decent at being that sort of bitch valet who just like pulls someone's leg or something. Yeah, she's not great on the mic unless you give her about twenty seconds. Roboto yeah. is the absolute shits. And... Yeah, <sighs> but they're all there. The full compliment, yeah. Yeah, Flair does his best to pump it up and convince himself and everybody else that the horsemen are fine. Yeah. Um, he says he can't blame Benoit for going after woman. And Roboto has to do as Mongo says, basically. Which he and doesn't then, frequently. <laughs> and then Arn cuts another butte. He, he addresses Jarrett. He says, in Tennessee, they don't speak or understand English very well. But <laughs> uh, Mongo sent him a message in a universal language. I thought it was class. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. He's always the best. He, like, he's always the best always. in the entire segments. <laughs> yeah, he addresses Benoit for tearing up Sullivan. Love that. Uh, Mongo, Mongo goes on about lamping Jarrett, cause the crowd zipper heads. One baby, you know. At least he's given us one. That's it. Roboto starts. I tune out. No idea. <laughs> she gets she gets the best re- like heat re- heel reactions in the in the fucking yeah. company. <laughs> 100%. Benoit addresses Sullivan. He says it's uh, his way or the hard way. It's not a phrase. He's a shocker of a promo, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He 
You tell Sullivan to let him to let it go. He's beaten him mentally, physically, and spiritually. <laughs> what does that mean? Spiritually, <laughs> I, I beat you. My God's better beat, than your God. I beat your spirit. <laughs> he says he doesn't uh, need anyone backing him tonight. He's going to go out and do what he needs to do. Next up, old Lord Woodentop. <laughs> Lovely bit of this against Ron Powers. Do you reckon he's related to Jim? Possibly, but he is not <laughs> powerful. <laughs> I have I have no idea who this guy is, but apparently he was trained by Harley Race. Looks pre- pretty nondescript, just like any other fucker. Luger gets a big old pop, and I was convinced it was going to be a standard Luger job, where yeah. uh, you get shoulder block, hip toss. Powers tries to give him a bit back with an eye poke. Luger hits a clothesline on the rack. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Good night, Vienna. <laughs> Easy work, whatever, for Luger. God, he, got, he, uh, he wasn't working by the hour that tonight, was he? <laughs> no, it was pretty standard. Nothing really else to say. But then, no. sadly, yeah. old LWT <laughs> got a promo. Gene puts him over. He puts a giant over. Luger wrestled for literally one minute, and he's fucking blown up. <laughs> Sweaty like fuck. <laughs> it's mental. Yeah, he says he has mutual respect for the giant. You got to trust each other, and Luger's open to it. A bit stumbly, but he got better towards the end. It wasn't his worst, was it? It certainly fucking wasn't his worst, mate. Well, he sort of said, "Oh, we we need to put our differences aside for the sake of WCW," which is similar to some of the stuff he said previously. But yeah, that's, no one's uh, doing it. But it made sense, really. Hour two, absolutely spot on. Yeah. They've definitely sussed it out. That, that, they? Yeah. <laughs> you get Tanae and Bobby, they join Tony. They recap the first hour. Bischoff's the Steiners, uh, Randy Anderson. Heenan says Bischoff's trying to keep Savage away, but he wants Savage in WCW. Mm. And then we get something I thought could be quite decent. Mm. The old AFC with yeah. Kirk Parker. Personal favourites of yours. Yeah, versus Arn and Mongo with Roboto. <laughs> this 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 lot gets some fucking heat, man. I love it. Love yeah. it. Very good. Jack Rougeau has an atrocious comb over that I've never noticed before. <laughs> it's a it's like a tribute to Bobby Charlton, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm all for it. Anything that, you know, pays tribute to the great man. <laughs> the, the national anthem thing just never gets old for me. It's funny, isn't it? It is funny. It just tickles me. So, from what I've read, Mark, in my research, this would end up being uh, Anderson's last match on Nitro. Ever? Apparently so. Right. Apparently. Well, to be, from to be honest, we'll go into it, but he looked like he was fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they jump, they jump him, and they beat the shit out of him. As absolutely like, batter him for like five minutes yeah. as well. Yeah, Parker gets the boots in as well. Yeah, they cut him off. They double team him, but Arn sells really well. You can't fault his selling. Mm. He gets the uh, Carl Willett slammed on top of him. Yeah, double hot shot, atomic drop, but Arn sort of bumps back and drops Carl. 
inadvertently and then he gets a, even, wasn't it? That's it. He gets a fucking lovely hot tag to Mongo and he gets a big pop. And then this big bastard just fucking clotheslines and chop blocks and fucking backdrops and press quite a nice cleanup by Mongo, to be fair. Yeah. I was like, fucking go on, lad. <laughs> I thought it was quite good, yeah. I thought it was quite impressive. He does a double noggin knocker. Yep. Parker ch- chucks in the flag. The ref spots it. So as he's being distracted, Roboto gives Mongo the briefcase and he lamps Jack for free. I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was, it was good. quick, but it was really good. AFC were fucking great. And sold his ass off. And even Mongo was good. And at yeah. least his last match on Nitro wasn't a stinker. So, yeah. What else can he say? Um, yeah, I was really, weirdly. I was just like, I've never thought I'd say this, but I was super impressed with Mongo for that two, three minutes or whatever. Me too. Me too. Like, for those intensity, you know, exciting spots, then yeah, well, he's good at that sort of stuff, clearly. And he's getting better. He's obviously not great still, but. No. And it was yeah, his birthday recently. Happy birthday, Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he's not going to have an happy one, but <laughs> bless him. I know. Do you know what I realised the other day? I saw, um, you know, Jarrett has his podcast. He he was everyone. It, everyone's it, got a podcast. We've got a podcast for fuck's sake. I know. He was pop. He, it popped up on my YouTube, and it so it it said, "Oh, what it was like bringing in Mongo to TNA." So Mongo must have been in TNA for a bit, which I did not know about. <laughs> There's things I'm finding out about TNA that are making me go, shall we watch it for a laugh? <laughs> well, the early stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's give it a try. <laughs> Kurt Angle, some of, some of his best stuff's in TNA, apparently. I just don't like anything Russo booked. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> but next we get the current tag team champions. Yeah. With old, uh, look at me, make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the extreme. I thought it was Matt and Not Jeff Hardy extreme. at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two fucked out, two old guys come down, one's fucked out of his face, the other can't walk. Team extreme. <laughs> so, are you aware of, t- of, of extreme, the extreme? No, but I thought they looked fucking horrific, whoever they are. Yeah, they don't dress great. Uh, it's Ace Darling and Devon Storm. They're sort of like New York indie veterans. They're decent, decent hands at the end of the day. Uh, mm. Devon Storm rocks up later on as Crowbar. So, <laughs> Crowbar. You're yeah. a tag team with Roadblock. And Slapjack. <laughs> Remember them? Crowbar, Slapjack and all that that they had on NXT. Oh, yeah. That, that Retribution, whatever they were called. Yeah. T-bag. Um, T-bag, yeah. And Slapjack, <laughs> or whatever they call okay. Ace Darling looks a bit like Henry Rollins, if anyone gets that reference. The belts are on the line. as a, It's like a heel move to make them look like fighting champs against these <laughs> yeah. guys, today. Yeah, I, was, I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> it is. They've got a pair of shocking mullets on them, that extreme. They were fucking abysmal, weren't they? Especially the guy with the black hair. Whoa, that really was bad. I mean, they get the shit. They get the shit in on him, don't they? Sack of shit, sad slam, yeah. and a razor's <laughs> edge. Done. It was easy. Done in less than done in less than two, mate. Yeah, it was a quick one. I mean, I thought it was quite funny how they were like tagging, each, like they were making them tag each other in. So, they, you know what I mean? I've, 
the you following. Right hands, yeah. yeah, it was it quite was what funny. it was. Yeah, it was what it was. I think the, I think the whole concept get... of it was was funnier. Sorry, just to like like you no, said, like, right, yeah. make it out like they're fighting champions. I thought the concept of it was quite funny. I wouldn't mind seeing them just have ninety second squats matches every week, like when yeah. you're putting towels on the line here, guys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be quite good. Yeah, it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> But next up, we get a guy we've not seen for a while after seeing him every fucking week for months. We get <laughs> Liverpool's perennially injured centre-back, Joe Gomez. <laughs> the returning Joe Gomez. <laughs> versus Kevin Sullivan with old Jimmy Hart. So, yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips 2 is back. It's been a while. It has been a while. And uh, Sullivan is proper on one after the Benoit defeat at Clash of the Champions. So, yeah. he just fucking launches him to the floor. Brutal bump, just launches a chair at him and uh, double stop no for free. <laughs> 45 seconds, next. <laughs> that was the quickest of a lot of things, wasn't it? That one, <laughs> yeah, that was the quickest squash of the night. He wins his award for that, he must do. But then, um, we get Hogan, Bischoff, and Liz out to address the giant. They send Liz off, hot- back, weirdly. Yeah, that was odd. Is he too much or what? What is the answer, actually? Yeah, he's too much. Come on, tell him how much you love him. I know you listen. Uh... Now he wants the spotlight. What you gonna want? You know Hollywood. It is. I mean, it's unbelievable to be associated with you. You have shown me more about this sport than I ever thought I could learn. I'll tell you what, for those of you that weren't with us last night on pay-per-view, the scientific approach to this match that you took, the offense was unbelievable. The combination of moves, five successive arm drag takedowns, two hip tosses, a fireman's carry into a pinfall, and bam, he remains the heavyweight champion of the world. I loved it. I'm going to trade sides with you. You got, you got anything you want. Savage couldn't get it done. Piper couldn't get it done. Oh, yeah. And now the Giants, another in a long list of losers. Well, Mr. Bischoff, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Everybody that gets in the ring with Hollywood is not in the same league. You know, yes, I study my opponents. I premeditate my strategic attack on each and every individual. And as I drug that stupid, dumb giant through a series of Olympic wrestling moves, technical maneuvers, reverse fireman carries, he had nothing left to do but say, yes, Hollywood, you are the greatest. And yes, Hollywood, you shall rule the NWO forever. Absolutely. They're chanting the giant name. He thing. just couldn't keep up. Well, he goes down on the long list of has-beens. There is the Piper Man. <laughs> the giant that has been. The Macho Man is still soul-searching. And anybody else that gets in the ring with Hollywood shall add their name to that list of losers. 
Now, Hollywood, I understand you want to take a little vacation, but you've been challenged tonight by the Giant. I know you want some time off, get to beach, but what about it? Are you going to take on this big dummy again or what? Well, you know, Mr. Bischoff, you've helped me line up my next few commitments with Warner Brothers, Time Warner, the merger. I'm going to put them over the top of my new flick, brother, Shadow Soldiers. But the deal is, yes, for all of my NWOites, brother, the people that worship the 24 Pythons, for all my loyal followers that are bowing right now at the feet of Hollywood. Look at them bow at Hollywood. Yes, I will beat up the giant again. Uh-oh. Hey, how about that? How about that? How about, well, how our about that? Singer, our own singer in the Macho Man. A little hey, different. Macho, like I said, you'll never get a shot in WCW, but if you want a little piece of the NWO deal, hey, come on down. Maybe we can talk. Well, you know something? Our stinger has it all laid out. We know exactly what he's doing. And you know something? The macho man, he might have seen the light too, Mr. Bishop. You know, he might be that missing link that we've been looking for, brother. Could be. He's got no future in WCW, but hey, we can talk. Have your people call my people. We'll do lunch. Whatever. We love that stinger. <laughs> but you know something? I'm going to go back. I'm going to do a couple push-ups for all the cameramen from the United States, from Suzuki, from the Tokyo Free Press. I'm going to get in real good shape because when I come out to beat that giant up again for all my NWOites, I'm going to put on a little posing routine Ooh, that's going to give you goosebumps from head to toe, and I guarantee you, you'll lay awake all night long thinking how beautiful Hollywood is. You're going to do that for us? Really? God, we love you. We love you. You're going oh, to wrestle the giant here tonight. Hot dog Hulk. Poses, <laughs> a... Poses a bit while Eric absolutely fucking belates him. him massively. <laughs> to the, to, the, to the, the most I've ever heard, probably. <laughs> Obviously, it's all to get here. I get that. And the line about what oh, he means hold out. Yeah, but it's so cartoony. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what they're meant to be. They're meant yeah. to be like cool heels. Yeah. What did you reckon? Shocking. <laughs> from, from start to finish. Absolutely abysmal. Did nothing. Doesn't do anything, but it's self-serving. Doesn't get any angles over. Doesn't get anything. He starts going on about his new flick. You know, shadow oh, you mean... Shadow Soldiers actually called Shadow Warriors Assault on Devil Island two out of five on IMDb was a TV movie. Yeah, of course it was. He, was he's it. not as big a star as people seem to think, is he? Not in the no, not an outside wrestling. Like, no. He never did all his anything. movies were shit. He didn't ever like like Rock Cena. Even Austin probably had bigger movies than him. Like his biggest films were some uh, Mister Nanny, Suburban Commando, and No Holds Bad, or when he was in the yeah. WWF. Yeah. So I mean, it was that's what made him. You know, he's yeah, yeah he's he's a tit. He says yeah, he so accepts he... Giants Challenge. Yeah. And then you see old Sting and Savage in the rafters. Uh, he offers Savage a chance to be in the NWO. And then he's gonna beat the Giant, then pose. And Bischoff ejaculates so hard it made the front <laughs> row look like glazed donuts. <laughs> Absolutely, Randy Marsh. <laughs> you see that bit oh, where he was like, 
he was flexing his muscles, and then, and then Bischoff's going, "Oh, look! If you if you listen closely, you can hear those muscles saying." You're gonna get it, giant, or something like that. That's what he was going on about. Bischoff had what Chris Morris would call the gush. <laughs> it was just a shock was, promo from start to finish. Basically, there was nothing to it. It was it was twenty four carat dog turn. It really was. <laughs> it was. It really was. What else you can say? But on the bright side, we get a bit of Dino next. Yep. Defending against Jerry Flynn, not to be confused with the masked Mr. JL Jerry. JL. <laughs> yeah. Just take his mask off and have him against Dean. Fuck's sake. I know. Yeah. Cru- cruiserweight belt on the line. There's no way that Jerry Flynn's a cruiserweight. No. But he's just an appallingly mulleted jobber, isn't he? He just comes yeah. out. I think it's the second time we've seen him. I'm pretty sure we've seen him before. We've seen him once, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought this is going to be short against our Dino. Yeah. He does this just a fucking bunch of kicks, and I'm just thinking, oh, it's a shame Eric Bischoff's not out here so he can tell us the real names of them. Did you not think, even though he got, kick. did you not think, even though he got minimal, I thought he got a bit too much offense in? Yeah. He really I thought he got too much in, even though it was like a four, three, four minute match. I was like, oh, I think Dean's given a bit, bit, bit a bit generous here. <laughs> yeah. All them, he just gets a lot of kicks in, and it's just like, yeah. that's all he seems to have. And Dino sort of takes over. Gets works the vertical base, doesn't he? And... Yeah. And then he sort of twists it up, softens it for the cloverleaf, obviously. And yeah. then Flynn does these fucking wet punches. <laughs> and then he does more kicks, and it's like, you're not selling your leg, you daft bastard. <laughs> <laughs> just... the, kick, the kicks cost him at the end, didn't they? They did. Ducks it, cloverleaf, done. Dino retains two and a half minutes. Not not the greatest thing I've seen, I'm no, afraid. Definitely not. But he played the card he was dealt, didn't he, I suppose? <laughs> Dino is the best he could Fucking do. Fucking Joker card, yeah. <laughs> I know that's coming up next. <laughs> so some some dibble show up, like a police officer, and he hands Tony Schiavone a letter. When yeah. He's clearly wearing like a fancy dress gimmick, isn't he? This police guy. <laughs> <laughs> here, mate, get down to that shop down the corner. Get quickly, get yeah. as quick as you can. <laughs> Fucking hell. Get some massive sunglasses and a fake cigar as well <laughs> while you're at it. Um, so apparently, the executive committee at WCW have granted Roddy Piper a title shot at Super Brawl. Big fucking pop. Yeah, that is a, that, that was potent. That was Tarrant, I think. Yeah. Pat, I'd say maybe for, Pat and on someone the, else. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the executive committee have a, indeed shafted old hot dog hole, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, they have. Although they are presumptive saying that that the Giants are not going to win tonight. <laughs> Pretty much we, gave we the finish away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> next, uh, next out, we get Christopher Benoit with yeah. Woman versus Fat Knobhead Hugh Morris. <laughs> <laughs> comes out in a fucking Adam Page shirt, doesn't he? Complete with fringe. <laughs> fucking dreadful. She's so some uh, some jeans with flowers on or something or whatever he wears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, this is... Uh, I was going to compliment a bit of uh, Morris here. I'm not a fan of him, but it starts off nice and vicious. Morris slows the pace. Gorilla pressed to Benoit. And he stands on his fucking head. 
That was dirty, oh, that. Man. And people wonder, you know, standing on the <laughs> fucking guy's head. Do you know what I mean? How did that happen? <laughs> Power slam sets up the fat boy moonsault. He misses it. And then what looks like Jacqueline jumps the rail to confront That's the woman. That's what I thought. Was, that, was it her? Yeah, it turns out it was her. Yeah. Which well, is I good, get man. That. <laughs> well, the comms sell it as a fan coming in and security yeah. come down, the, the genius bar. <laughs> and uh, they drag her off. But Sullivan comes out and he lamps Benoit with a chair. Fucking nailed him with it. <laughs> absolutely destroyed him. Again, people wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Fat boy moonsault for free. So it is Jacqueline, and she leaves with Sullivan. I think this has still got legs. Just, mm. I just want to see more of it. Yeah, it's not on telly enough, is it? Like woman selling in the ring, selling it in the ring like he's been decapitated or something. It's fucking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then we get a promo because Gene, investigative journalist, he's got his braces on and everything. <laughs> got to get the <laughs> show for us. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. Kevin Sullivan, who is this woman? Sorry, business. Wait a minute. Presumably, you do know this woman. She just couldn't walk up like somebody off the street and approach you like this. We know each other. How well do you know her? That doesn't matter. That was in the past. Well, I, I don't know what to make of it. Jimmy Hart, what's your take on what's going on here tonight? You know, Taskmaster, this smells like trouble to me. Women in the WCW. Look what's happened to the four horsemen with women running around. Deborah McMichaels running around everywhere. When I see the four horsemen, they're just a shell of their former self. I feel like I'm watching the days of our lives. This is nothing but trouble, trouble, trouble. And you've been there before. Who are you? Trouble! Trouble! Kevin, honey. Baby, I tried to stay away, but I couldn't. When Nessie hit you over the head with that chair... That was it. That was it. Ten years ago, you made a decision, and that was a big mistake. Baby, I would never do you like that. Oh, look at this. Look at this, Kevin Sullivan. There's got to be some kind of an explanation. Jimmy Hart has told you there's been trouble because the horseman can't stay focused because there's woman... And there's McMichaels. What do you have to say about that? What's your name? Don't you worry about it. You! Don't you ever mention my name or put my name in the same category as woman and Deborah Mike Michaels. See, Nancy, you walk around here looking like a you just hear from a fat form. Police. And Miss Deborah McMichaels, that bleach blonde bimbo. Uh-oh. Reason why you wear no long gowns, no long dresses, because you got legs like a chicken. Got legs like what? A chicken. A chicken? That's right. Jimmy. Come here, honey. Now, see, you are the greatest manager around today. But you can't give him what I can give him. <clears throat> Just a second here, ladies. This is a family show. And that's comfort. 
and I'm going to give you comfort. Come here, baby. Wait a minute. I, I don't know what the assessment I can make on this, but apparently this is some kind of a relationship from days gone by. Tony, I'd be very curious. Gene pulls up Sullivan and he asks who the woman is on the old business. Hart says women are trouble and he make it a soap opera. Jacqueline says she couldn't stay away when she saw a woman hit him with a chair. That was it. They don't mention her name, but you know it's heavily implied. It's like an ex, somebody from his uh, past, right? Yeah, yeah. And then she says, "Don't mention her name in the same breath as woman or Roboto." Then she just slags him off, which gets a pop. <laughs> he got a pop from me. Yeah. She says Roboto has legs like a chicken. And uh, she says, Jimmy can't give him what she can, comfort. Now, mm. Jacqueline was never the best promo. No. But her addition here, to me, adds something to this angle because she's a fucking badass. That woman mm. is nails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's, I think it's an interesting development because she's obviously insinuated she's an ex, ex-flame or something of Sullivan's who's, you know... Yeah from his past and it could add, add a few more layers to it which could be interesting so next up mate sadly the quadrility yeah. the quadrility the quadrilogy <laughs> is complete it could easily go to a quintilogy or whatever it is after this <laughs> oh, you can tell he's off the fucking steroids though Hogan when he comes out he looks tiny doesn't he to be fair like yeah. considering what he used to look like so he's got uh, Bischoff DiBiase and old Vincent with him you know Hogan, after the whole steroids... Not but Gordon, then, yeah. 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 So, was there anything stopping him from getting back on steroids for this, or was he literally just, like, covering his own back because he's being investigated still? I don't know. He wasn't, he wasn't really investigated, was he? He was, like, the star witness mm. for for Vince, but he moved to WCW, so everyone thought he was going to fuck Vince, but he didn't, so... Well, he knew, he, he knew that... Uh... Yeah, the WCW wasn't long for this world, was it? Did he? I think it was more like he'd been exposed as a steroid user after he'd said on, I think it was Arsenio Hall, that he'd never touched steroids. He'd only touched them twice for injuries or something, to heal injuries. And he was exposed as a steroid user, so a, a liar, which, you know, ironically, he's been exposed as the world's biggest liar recently. Well, not recently, <laughs> but last 10 years. He lies. Um, so, yeah, I think he was just trying to sort of wait till the heat died down and stuff. Because when he came back to WWF, you could tell he was a lot yeah. bigger. Mm. Um, he gets a mic anyway and talks utter garbage about not telling him what to do. Uh, he says, send out Piper and I'll have them both. We, 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 don't, we don't need four of these. We don't need four of them. <laughs> we don't. It's the same thing every time. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean... Slight praise, like I did on the sold-out thing. I think they get slightly better. Mm. Each one gets slightly better, but it's still a very low bar. Vincent and Hogan put the boots to him. The ref does fuck all. But they're putting over that we've got uh, Mark Curtis and not Nick Patrick, because Nick Patrick was just completely off the show. Yeah, where was he? I know, he's probably knackered after doing he got injured. All that oh, was it? Is he kayfabe? Oh, maybe, that? maybe actually. I just thought he was shagged after doing fucking eight matches the night before. <laughs> he's putting his feet up after after a busy night's work. He's got his neck brace on, trying like stop his neck hurting again. <laughs> so the giant giant slams his head into the buckle. Big chop, yep. boot to throat. 
Hogan rakes the eyes. I am bored as fuck at this point. It's the same thing, pretty much. Yeah. Giant gets his backbreaker in. Vince puts his foot, uh, Hogan's a pretty, foot on the a rope. Pretty, a pretty pitiful backbreaker, I might add, as well. He might yeah, as well have just placed him on the placed him on his knee very 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 calmly. I thought he was going to do a Kevin Nash side slam. <laughs> That's what I thought at first. I thought, oh, he's gearing up for it, and then oh, backbreaker. <laughs> it wasn't quite uh, a Eddie Guerrero tilt the world backbreaker, was it? <laughs> Not even in the same stratosphere, mate. It was fucking <laughs> miles off. So, old Vince puts Hogan's foot on the rope, and he gets dragged in, and then gets launched straight back out. Bischoff's in. No karate kick, surprisingly. No. Just these shit fucking axe handles. <laughs> Woeful. Why is low That's what you do, wouldn't well, you? Exactly. You'd think so. Or just kick him in the knee or something, take his knee yeah. out or something. If you saw if you got like fucking legs of steel, fucking Chuck Norris, fucking give him one. <laughs> Woeful this guy. Honestly. Um so as he goes to choke slam Bischoff, the outsiders run in. And uh, here comes Luger in a Nitro shirt. Looked like Jobber, didn't he, with a Nitro shirt on? Yeah, of course he did, but he's showing his allegiance, you see. <laughs> yeah. um, he eventually aligns with the Giant, and off the air we go. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this, I thought I thought the running wasn't bad. Yeah. It sort of finally gets Luger involved in the sort of main event scene, even yeah. if it is with the Giant, but it's been... I'm not a massive well, fan of Luger, as you know, but he's he's the most over fucking thing on the show. Baby well, what, face from wise, that, from that final still, are they going to go for the tag belts? Yeah, you don't. Maybe you'd I'd rather you'd rather have Luger in a single sort of thing, but I yeah. guess gets him in there, shoehorns him in with the end of the world because he's not really been part of it, has he? So yeah, yeah. So obviously the the outsiders came down, didn't they? And he sort of ran him off almost, and he. Sort of stood in solidarity with the giant, so naturally that seems to be where they're going with it. I thought it would have made more sense if the Steiners had run down as well. Mm. Obviously, because of what have happened, yeah. But I didn't think it was a bad end to a pretty weak show. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was a good lasting image for the end of the show. I think, like, it made you think, right? Okay, that's what's coming up next. You'd think, but I mean. Not particularly looking forward to the match, if I'm honest. But uh, if that does happen, but we'll have to see. I thought it was a weak show, but really, this is just what wrestling shows used to be like: squash matches and like little, little incremental furthering of angles. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, are we just sort of conditioned to watch watching like hot shotted attitude era shit? And do you know what mm. I mean? Where it's all like madness constantly, just hot shotted to fuck. Who knows? But I mean, I thought it was a pretty weak show. It's not. It's nowhere near. It's not the worst show I've ever seen them do. But it's no, definitely, definitely nowhere not. near the best. I mean, it showcased a lot. It showcased a lot of good, good people. I mean, there was some dog shit on it. Let's be, let's be honest. You know, Hogan was part of two of them things. But there was still some good stuff on there. Built up a few people. I think the Benoit Sullivan's thing, like you said, still got some legs in it. Yeah. Um, I thought, the, I thought the outsiders bit, although it was really short, I thought it was quite funny, quite fun. Um, yeah. There was think, enough in the there. Pe- yeah, I think the people who came out the worst on it were probably the Steiners. Mm. Looked a bit like looked a bit weak, didn't they, really? Yeah, they looked like little just no marks who just get pushed around a bit and they're clearly not that. So, yeah. 
We'll have to go to our post-show awards, mate. Uh, mm. What was your match of the night? I I was a bit torn with this. I had a couple where I thought because it was it was slim pickings, wasn't it? Really? I mean, yeah, it wasn't it was like anything classic, was it? I think. <sighs> just trying to think. I think I think probably. Although it was although it was a bit messy, I think the, the tag match to start was was yeah. I, I, that's my kind of thing all over. Yeah. yeah. I thought think, Eddie Jarrett was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I even thought the the Mongo Arn and um yeah. you know the French Canadians was was all right. It was quite fun. Yeah. Hugh um, Morris Benoit had some stuff in it that I could get on board with. Yeah, yeah, there was a few that, that you, nothing to write home about, but you know, just fun, Solid. fun little yeah. five, six minuteers or whatever. Um so but I'd probably say the opening tag match just because yeah. there was a few things in there that were just proper just what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit weak. Not weak, but it was a bit damp for me because of what happened just before it. But in yeah, terms of a match, it's like, you just want to see these two, these four big bastards just fucking go for it, don't you? Yeah. And yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably say that. And then the other three are probably close seconds. But yeah, yeah that's that's a match that I'd, I'll watch any day of the week and twice on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Fucking Definitely. minute. Who's your MVP? It's tough. Sullivan. I'm, I'm going to have to, yeah, Sullivan was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone else, really. I'm going to have to say Mongo for me. <laughs> but yeah, the surprise factor. You know, he, he's, his cleanup was fucking special, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and he, he didn't fuck up, and that's the best you can hope for him. <laughs> and he, and he he was involved in the Eddie Jarrett match as well. The fun, like decent sort of angle to that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah think he, he's probably yeah. I think I think he he gets it for the first time ever. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll ever, that'll be the only time he gets it. We'll see. <laughs> Pubic Enema Award for Dick of the Day. Hogan or Bischoff Hogan and Bischoff yeah Hogan and Bischoff yeah. man they come as a twosome now anyway so fucking useless fucking... aren't they yeah uh, Barnet of the night I mean there was a fucking smorgasbord and offer here it's a couple of them but a couple of them boys from the extreme <laughs> yeah they were bad, they were bad. <laughs> but my personal one just because he was channeling Sir Bobby it's got yeah. to be Jack Crujo's comb over for me <laughs> I thought you might say that, yeah. <laughs> I could, I'm more than happy to give it to him for the, for the. I think I think we have too many mullets. I think yeah. we need some equally as bad haircuts, not on the mullet scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With it, as, as a tribute to the great man, yeah. Fair enough, Jack Rougeau with the uh, the comb over. I reckon. Well, that's it. Another one in the bag in the box on the uh, on the road to Super Brawl. Mm. It wasn't as heated as I thought it'd be for the sort of day after the big NWO show. I think yeah. that's what made it a bit, like if it was just a middle of the month show, maybe, but there was too much coming out of that. Well, yeah, there I was think. no sort of payoff to any of the big big things for the pay-per-view, really, was there? Not really, and I mean, the bit that they did do, the Steiners and the Hogan bits, were just a bit weak. Well, mm. Hogan bit was really fucking weak, but um, yeah, the Steiners just made were made to look like Muppets. Yeah. But hopefully next... Yeah, me too, because you'd think they were someone that would be a money match for them boys down the line, you know, on a yeah. bigger show, on a Starcade or a 
you know, mm. Halloween Havoc or something. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it gets better on the way to Super Brawl. The next show is uh, is the start of February, like 3rd mm. of February. So I'm hoping, hoping something hopefully better some comes out of build. it. But, you know, as we always say, Mark, they can't all be winners. No. Although they, they, I do enjoy watching them, you know. I do. Do you know why? Because it's easy. It's easy to watch. It's an hour and a half because yeah. we don't have the ads, obviously. And yeah. you just realise how fucking challenging modern wrestling TV can be to watch. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it, even the dog shit on that is isn't you know longer than five minutes. Yeah, keeps it simple, doesn't it? For the most part, not a twenty-minute fucking job guy <laughs> match. Yeah. Where you know four hundred fucking different moves are done, and then you world champions you know, taking twenty five minutes to finish off a fucking kick out of every last thing, and then some dog shit move finishes him. Yeah. <laughs> Onwards and upwards, I say. I think I think it's going to get better. I'm fucking so. hoping it is. So our next show will be the third of February, nineteen ninety seven as we plough headlong towards Super Brawl 97. The card will be picking up, hopefully, and we'll start seeing that come together over the next few weeks. I think there's a... I'm, I'm not 100% how many night shows we've got till the pay-per-view. I will just double-check. Three or four, will it? Bit of class dead air here. <laughs> uh, so we've got th- just three. The 3rd, mm. the 10th, and the 17th. You'd like to see I'd some like developments next week, then, wouldn't you? Yeah, because you think about it, three weeks, because you've wasted a week here, really. Yeah. The further, you know, Benoit and Sullivan, I'm hoping we get that, for fuck's sake. At least on the pay-per-view. It's always been on clashes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We could do it with watching them, but they're proving quite problematic to get. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you've got the network. I'm I'm not fucking getting that. (laughs) I've got the file. I've got the file. Like, I can get... Like, there is a file there. For me to is download, it? but it just won't download. It's not enough seeding or whatever. Not enough seeds and leeches. <laughs> so, yeah, we shall see. But as always, if you want to interact with us, it's at Adjective Pod on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you like what we do, subscribe to us on Spotify. It was a big old Chrissy Jezza missile drop kick on that subscribe button. And also, if you like what we do and you want to give us more than a 2.2, give us a big old Davey Meltzer five-star rating, review, whatever you want to call it. It it would help the average, but it also helps get more eyeballs and ears on the show. And we obviously want to spread as far as we can possibly spread. We're we're big in Lithuania at the moment. (laughs) It's a different, obscure country. We've got a solid base in, in the UK and in the US of A. Yep. But now and again these these mad things pop up Lithuania, Nepal. Kenya we had one week, so. Yeah, India, Botswana or somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's all sorts. And I love that. I love the fact that people in the middle of Lithuania are going, Who the fuck are these boys? Well, that's <laughs> listen. Oh and it's just and then they realise it's just all partridge and uh <laughs> complaining lost references. <laughs> Yeah, British colloquial fucking speech. And then they go, they still stay. They still stay with us. Love you. 
love you all. Lithuania, Nepal, India, wherever you may be. <laughs> and obviously UK and I, UK and Ireland and America. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to, like I said, if you want to uh, download us, go for it. We're available on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, uh, Google, uh, iHeartRadio, <laughs> not Apple. Still working tirelessly into the night to get us an Apple and get the picture a bit smaller. Yeah. I don't know why that won't work. <laughs> oh, who fucking knows? Who knows, Steve Jobs, man, you've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> so we will see you in uh, Fortnite for the 3rd of February 1997. Uh, is there any further business, Mark? No, nothing else to report. Right, well, in that case, we need to get Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Or are we getting Eric Bish off? I think that's better. I think that's better. <laughs> All right. Rey Mysterio. Cheerio. <laughs> Still drinking it. <laughs> the preceding podcast gimmick, it was paid for by Look at the Adjectives.